Good morning. Good morning. Um, happy Monday to you. If, if you're listening to this on Monday, today we're doing it live. Uh, and if you haven't joined us live before, you can certainly do that. Go over to products2profits.com. We'll put a link in the podcast recording if you're listening to the podcast of this. So you can get on the reminders for the live show and ask your questions and get your concerns handled for your exact product and the project that you're working on. Let me just do a little bit of a sound check here. Great. Perfect. I'm getting the thumbs up that we're all clear. Today we're going to do part two of a conversation that I started on our last episode, which was about how to create awesome product videos. And so today we've had a few people asking us for a little bit more information about videos and the types of videos that they might need for their product. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that and then um, I'll give you some of my favorite tips for how to do what's called storyboarding for a video. And then I'm going to open up the phone line. We're going to take questions. So if you haven't joined us for the show before, welcome. I'm so glad that you're, you're listening to this and that you're tuning in. Um, we do put some of the recordings of the live show over on the podcast, so um, it is available there. It's under uh, iTunes and Google Play as the product business show, so you can go check those out as well. Now, creating great product videos starts with figuring out the kind of videos that you need. And there are three basic types that you need to pay attention to as a product creator. And the first one is an explainer video. Okay, An explainer video gives the features or benefits of the product and talks a bit about it, why it's so great. They're usually under three minutes. Okay, um, And an explainer video could be uh, hand-drawn graphics, like a cartoon doodle type of video. Those are a little old school right now. Or it could be something that is much higher production quality. It could be you actually talking on camera, demoing the product. Or it could be somebody that you hire to do that. Okay? So there's several different ways to do explainer videos. But that's your first main type. The second is testimonial. And testimonial videos run the gamut at this point from a very social media friendly, you know, shot on an iPhone really um, off the cuff almost, and then all the way to the other end of the spectrum is a produced testimonial where you have maybe multiple camera shots and it's edited and put together. Um, the thing about testimonial videos is that it needs to sound authentically like that person, not that you gave them a script to read, right? So with a testimonial video, you want the the type of words, the flavor, the feeling that somebody is trying to communicate. And you can give people talking points, like if you wanted to um, kind of interview them for a testimonial, you'd say, so what did you like best about product X, right? Or what did you like best about setting up product X? Or um, the, the other way to do it would be to simply record things and um, get people's permission to use them. Like, for example, we record this podcast, right? The show is done live on Mondays, and then we, we put it up in a podcast format. 
so sometimes when people are asking their questions, they proceed to rave about the show or they say, Amy, oh, I tried that thing that you recommended last week and here's what it did for me. Well, in those cases, we frequently reach out to the person or even ask them while I'm talking to them, I'll say, great, would you mind if I use that as a testimonial? That's an audio testimonial. You need to do the same with video. And people are a little um, more squirrely about video because, you know, we all have our little piece about being seen on video and there's famous actors and actresses who do not like to watch their own movies. So um, there is some visibility pieces there. And I'm happy to give you some exercises to help get over that because it will come up for you if you're the product creator and you choose to do your own explainer video. Visibility issues will likely happen in the background, okay? So the third type of video that most products are going to need is a lifestyle video. And that is probably the one I would say to put off if you had to, right? The explainer video, then testimonial videos, then a lifestyle video is something that kind of fleshes out your videos. So a lifestyle video is a montage of the type of people who like to use the product or of people using the product and you're splicing it together. Um, so, or it's lifestyle shots that can be spliced into your explainer video. So sometimes people don't do it as a separate video. Sometimes they do. So you've seen them at this point. And they almost always have a call to action at the end. So the three basic types of video, explainer video, testimonial video, lifestyle video. Um, and the testimonial, like I said, could be interview style if you wanted. Um, so I hope that makes sense. I'm going to open up the, the phone lines in just a sec here, and I'll take some questions on that. Before I do that, let's talk about storyboarding. It's not a phrase that everybody knows, so let me explain. Storyboarding is a creative process where you are looking at the different elements of a video before you shoot it. So think of it like an old-time cartoon strip where you have different um, still images or illustrations, right, of, you know, here's these two people talking and they're saying something about like this. Then we're going to go to this next scene that is showing the product doing X with some graphics that fly in. So the process of getting it defined of how you're going to put the shots together is called storyboarding. And storyboarding is very helpful because it lets you break down the process into digestible pieces for your brain. So the first place to start with when you're starting with your video, like we talked about last week, is what is the purpose of the video, meaning what are you trying to cause, and who is the audience, right? Like how are people seeing this? Do they already know about the product and this explains it more? Or have they never seen it and you're trying to get them interested? The psychology is different in that case. Um, so when you're looking at storyboarding, the way to start is probably the fastest way is to take a stack of Post-it notes 
and put one talking point per post-it note and arrange them on a wall in a way that you think makes sense. Then you're going to think about what visuals go with these talking points, right? You might have some what's called B-roll footage, which is kind of the lifestyle pieces, or of you at a drawing table doing the drawings for the product, or working with your factory if you're going to talk about the quality, right? Um, so you think through the talking points and the visuals that support the talking points or that add detail that you're not going to have a chance to talk to. I can say more about that if you want, but the talking points are the basis of it because they're the what needs to be communicated to the audience for them to buy the product, right? Then you fit the visuals to it, and then you're going to think about is there music that needs to be here um, if you're doing a longer video or more produced video, you might add soundtrack. Um, and you want to think through the energy that you want the music to be creating or transmitting to people. Um, is it an exciting clip? You know, does it need to have like a spy thriller kind of feel of like this, this building momentum? Or is it a product that's meant to soothe a baby? You would use a totally different soundtrack for those. Um, and I say that because I know we've got some people on here that have baby products. I just uh, am looking at who's calling in this morning. So start with post-it notes of your talking points and build the visuals to that is one technique. Or sometimes if you're a very visual person, you want to think through the visuals and then try to fit the script to that. I like to start with the script and the talking points first because it helps the people that are shooting your video understand what you're trying to communicate, right? So you could start with a framework of talking points, then fit the visuals, then flesh out your script and your soundtrack, or you can just do it from talking points and a conversation about the visuals. Um, so the elements that you're going to be thinking through, like I said, are mood, music, visuals, energy, graphics, words, and definitely what is the call to action? Where do you want people to click to or what are they doing there? So um, I'm, I'm putting together a training for product videos that will be available for our Mastermind members inside the Mastermind group um, platform. So that will probably be done later this week. And um, I'm happy to take questions and help everybody here figure out what kind of videos you might need and what the disconnects are in your videos because that's another level here to creating awesome ones. All right, once you put one draft up, you want to look at your analytics and play a little bit of detective on it and figure out what is really driving the purchases, where are people dropping off, etc. So with that, I'm going to open up the phone lines and so if you're on the phone, you can press star 2, and that will raise your hand. Let me know you have a question. And if you are on the webcast, you can certainly type a question into the Q&A box, and I'll check those uh, right now. So there we go. Oh, great. Awesome. I see we've got Mike Lucido here. Fabulous. Um, thanks, Mike. I'm so glad to see that you're, you're with us today. And on the phone lines, who's got a question? You can press star 2 to raise your hand. Okay, another webcast listener. 
is there any way to fix the sound on a video after it's shot? You can do some post-production, but if it's that there is a bunch of clanging and banging pipes in the background or a lot of background noise, that's really tough to fix, and it gets very expensive. We have one testimonial video that was done at the end of a trade show where our client, Roger, had just knocked it out of the park. He was he had such a great show and the booths were being taken down as we were recording this uh, video testimonial but you know what you take it where you, where you can right and and it was the environment that we had and it kind of adds some authenticity and we just kind of you know I think we mention it actually in the testimonial we go as you can hear you know it's the end of the show and just wanted to do a little recap with our client Roger Wilson so we just included it so that it had a reason for being there and people understood it kind of added to the environment um, so if something like that does happen with a live testimonial that you're doing sometimes just calling it out will help people tolerate it um, as far as fixing the sound you usually need to pull the um, sound audio track and kind of correct it in some software you could use something like iMovie and try and fix it there. I know Audacity does it. And then you marry the track back to the visuals. But it, it will take you some time. Um, if it's that it's too soft and you can't increase the volume, that can be a little bit of a problem. So you want to try and record at the right volumes um, whenever you can. Um, let's see. Let me check our webcast again for our Q&A there. Awesome. And on the phone lines, let's see. Uh, phone number ends in 6354. Hi there. What's your question today? Hi, Amy. This is Glide Guy. Hey. Hi, Steve. What's up? Hi. Uh, see, I was just uh, wondering, I've been, uh, like B, most B-rolls, aren't they done with no sound since a lot of people that watch Facebook ads and things like that? watch them without the sound, is that true or not true? Well, you, uh, let me break this apart a little bit because B-roll is a phrase that is um, used as an industry standard, okay? So B-roll is supporting footage, right? And so that could be just about anything. It could be shots of your product being used in a dining room or of it being applied or you know, all of that is considered B-roll. It's not the main feature part of it, right? So it could have sound, it could have no sound. You can always play B-roll or roll B-roll or use it without the audio. You can rip the audio out of it, right? So sometimes um, you'll use maybe old explainer footage and take the audio out of it and that becomes B-roll. Um, Facebook videos, yes, 85% of Facebook videos are watched without the sound on at this point in time. So it's not so much about having the B-roll be no audio track because there won't be sound in Facebook. What you want to do with Facebook is add some captioning. And you can use some softwares to do that. It's pretty easy. Um, the short method to adding the captioning is to ha do the video, have the video transcribed, 
meaning convert the words to text, and then you can add the text file to the video when you post it in Facebook and, and other places. Um, I know that YouTube has a feature right now where they're auto-captioning things. It just also, it's not always clean, so you do have to edit it. Um, so you edit the captioning to make sure that the words make sense and you don't have a lot of ums and that kind of thing in it. Okay? Okay. Can you do that to a YouTube video that's already posted on, on YouTube? Um, I'm not sure if they have a setting to add the captioning or if it's done when it encodes it in the upload. Okay. I don't remember. So check it. You may have to repost your video. Um, which is a problem if you've got a bunch of ads running or something like that that go to it. Um, but for many people here, it wouldn't be a problem to just, you know, pull it down and put it back up and let them caption it that way. Okay. That'll work. Depends on how many, how many views and things you have on it and how active it is. But... Um, you can also, with YouTube, I think they allow you to copy the transcription so you can use it other places. A little bit of a of a uh, productivity hack for you, okay? <laughs> okay. Every little but, bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so for your B-roll, um, if you can use B-roll without sound. That's fine. Um, but if you are... If you have a video library of other things, don't be afraid to look at what you've already shot and just know that you're not going to use the audio from the from that video. You're just going to use the visual. Okay? Okay. All right. Cool. Does that help? That helps. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to mute your line for your privacy. So if you're on the phone lines and you have a question, press star 2 to raise your hand, and uh, that will let me know that we need to... Uh, help you with something today. Okay, and uh, webcast question here. Um, ah, okay. They were doing, so the question is about uh, B-roll again with QVC and HSN. Um, so yes, you can use B-roll with QVC and HSN if you're on the live show. Um, they will f sometimes do that on a product that needs a little more explaining. Um, usually they'll ask you if they, if you're going to use it or they'll ask if you have some and they want to view it as well. So you will need to submit that ahead of time. You can't just show up with it. Um, and it needs to be quality B-roll if you're on their live telecast. Um, whenever you are doing the a live broadcast, it's really important to have your video be a quality video um, as much as you possibly can. If you're on some of the invention shows or the ones where you know people are introducing a new product, then usually they'll use a still or they'll use a short clip and they don't usually use a lot of sound. You're not going to have a lot of time in that environment. You're going to have like 30 seconds. Um, because they really want to be about driving the sale, which is more about the, the call to action, et cetera. So um, let's see. So yes, for your B-roll with QVC and HSN, I would be more concerned about the production quality than, um, 
of some of the other types of things. And they, you can actually add testimonial text across the bottom of videos um, that may help you as well. It's sort of a, a captioning, but um, I really like that technique. We've we've used that pretty successfully over in Facebook and Instagram. Um, so I would definitely suggest you take a look at that. So on the phone lines, you press star two to raise your hand, and we'll keep going here. Um, Wow, we've got a bunch of people on our webcast today. So next question there. Um, can you tell me some of the tools that I'll need to use for video? Well, it depends on your setup. You can use smartphones so long as you have a recent phone and it's got a good camera and you know there's different softwares and things that you can use. I will be including the tools and some of those techniques in the training that we're doing for our mastermind group. So anybody who's in the mastermind group, you will get that from us. You're going to look for post-production tools are probably the, the ones where I think people need the most support. So the type of thing that you'll probably need is an editing software. And that's going to be something as easy as iMovie or um, you're going to need the ability to trim off parts of your clip um, and crop things. Uh, normally, you're not going to need to change what's called the aspect ratio, which is the shape of the video, meaning like is it a square video or something else. Um, one of our clients has used something called Rocketium that they really, really like because it allows them to change uh, shape on video, something they we're going to use in Facebook. They're now using in Instagram or Pinterest, and so they're they're changing the aspect ratios. And Rocketium is a a software you can subscribe to, so you could try that. The other types of things you need to do video, you need to make sure you're getting good sound. That's going to come down to a microphone, or you know, making sure you're recording on a, a still day, not a really windy day. Definitely the camera. If you have someone who's going to shoot video for you and they're shooting it on a professional camera, you're going to need a rather large memory card. So, you know, there's a bunch of pieces in there and probably a tripod uh, or what's called a gimbal, which is something that stabilizes action shots. So if you're going to be walking while you talk, you should um, definitely avoid that jerky movement that can happen when someone's walking and recording at the same time. So you want to use a gimbal for that. So let's see. Let me go back over to the phone lines. Awesome. Wow, we have a bunch of people with us today. This is this is great. <coughs> and I'll put the recordings over in our podcast. Um, Jeff will actually have that up later today. So everybody can listen over there. And if you're listening to this as a podcast and you want to join the live conversation, this happens every other Monday. And you can find out the topics and get on the reminders email on our website, which is products, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S-2, which is T-O, profits, P-R-O-F-I-T-S dot com slash business show. And that will get you on the list. Um, and it's a free service that we do for you to get to know, like, and love us um, and get some good information to move you along as well. Perfect. Phone lines, start two to raise your hand. 
Okay, another question. This is from Mike on our webcast. I'm still struggling with branding, so this might not be an appropriate question, but I plan to create more than one crowdfunding campaign for multiple platforms to get some funds so I can make the product available without relying on a manufacturer who can back out or sell out this time. Crowdfunding videos. I talked a little bit about those last time, so you should definitely go listen to part one of the video conversation that's over in the podcast. Um, so when you're creating a crowdfunding campaign video, those are usually three minutes and under on the ones that perform best. Um, if you really want to get lift in your campaign, you're probably going to need some ads. Um, do not plan on just posting your, your crowdfunding campaign and having the world find it, right? You, you have to drive traffic to it. Um, the majority of successful campaigns are 45 days or younger at this point. Um, if you try and do a really long campaign, you lose momentum and everybody loses the excitement. So I wouldn't go any longer than 60 days. Um, so 45 is, is a good amount of time. You can still keep up your energy, right? Because you've got to keep yourself excited about it and driving traffic, but you also have to give yourself enough time to get people engaged in the conversation with you. So Mike, that's um, the big piece there. And the branding is important, but not necessarily critical, depending on what the product is and the platform you're you're doing your crowdfunding on and the stage that you're saying the product is in. For you to be successful in crowdfunding, um, you really have to pay attention to the amount that you're crowdfunding for and <clears throat> the category of the product affects that, but you want to make sure that you get enough money coming in that you can really deliver on all the rewards and have the money you need to operate. So I'm happy to have a bit more conversation about crowdfunding if anybody wants that. Perfect. Great. I see we've got a bunch of people on here. Some names that I recognize I know have already done video. And one of the things about that stage when you've done a video is figuring out when do you upgrade, right, from the first ones that are not necessarily the best production quality to you're now expanding and you want to reach into a different market or you're going to run ads or you're doing a joint venture. Like I know we have one of our clients on here who's already been interviewed on camera for a trade association related to her product. And the process of doing that is very similar. The storyboarding happens a little differently, but the scripting and the script approvals and the talking points are very much a collaboration with your production crew. So once you already have videos up and performing for you, you want to be looking at the analytics. And what I mean by that are the metrics about how many views are you getting, are people watching all the way to the end, where do they drop off, um, because it could be that the pace of your video is too slow, it could be that um, there's something that's really confusing or you're running ads to the wrong audience. There's, there's several different reasons that maybe a video is not working quite as well as it could. Um, so we definitely can help with that as well. So with that, everybody, I, I'm going to check one last time for questions. 
phone line, press star 2. And on the webcast, let's see, Mike is saying he's become a member of 850-plus marketing clubs over the last few years. Um, and he might be working with influencers after that all gets going. Influencers are a really big topic. Um, we've done shows about that in the past. And, um, you know, you're seeing some fallout on influencers and some of what happens with big brands. If you've been watching the um, college admissions scandal that's going on in the news right now, um, you know, one of the women, um, Olivia Jade, who's an influencer, has lost every major account that she had as an influencer um, because of her involvement in that scandal. You know, it's not even all the way through figured out as to what that is, but an influencer's reputation is part of what they are having you invest in when you work with them. So it's really important when you work with influencers to pick ones that are aligned with what you're doing that have the appropriate values and then you want to monitor their reputation and if it's if something comes up that you didn't anticipate or you didn't know about and you need to pull from it you need to pull from it um, so just a little bit about influencer marketing for you right there um, so with that everybody I am going to wrap the show for today phone lines are are everybody's still here but Video is really important. It is your number one conversion tool at this point in time. And so you need to become comfortable with it. One of the big areas that comes up is people not liking how they look on video. And we can definitely do a show on that if, if that would be of use to you. I think that anybody right now who is not using video or who isn't um, engaged in that. If you have a product, you are losing sales. And I can say that with 100% certainty that you will lose sales if you do not use video. So you have to incorporate it into your website, your listings on different platforms, your social media streams, all of it. You must be including video. Okay, and it could be Facebook Lives, it could be LinkedIn Lives, you know, that's a new platform that's just added the video capability. So LinkedIn always used to be very static, and now it's become very, very fluid in the past year, and you need to be looking at doing videos in every social channel that you want to play in or that your audience is in. And if your audience is more corporate, then they're on LinkedIn. Okay, so pay attention to that. With that, everybody, have a blessed rest of your week, and we will be back with you in two weeks. Um, go listen to the podcast. Feel free to download episodes there. We have a lot up at this point. And for everybody who's in our mastermind group, we will be doing a video training for you that will be video. So you can certainly find that inside the, um, the Mastermind Group platform. And if you'd like to join the Mastermind Group and you haven't been in it, um, we do have a few spaces. That is a really, really great program. And right now we have something around, I think it's about $2,000 worth of trainings that have been added to the Mastermind Group.
as bonuses and help you move your project forward in a 90-day increment faster than you would without it and with way more grace, community, and companionship. So everybody, have a blessed rest of your week, and we will talk with you soon.